Chapter One of Book Five of Metaphysics by Aristotle, translated by John McMahon. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Geoffrey Edwards. Chapter One The first principles and causes of entities are under investigation and it is evident that the investigation regards the causes and first principles of entities so far forth as they are entities for there is a certain cause of health and of a good habit of body and of mathematical entities likewise are there first principles and elements and causes and in general also every science which is an intellectual one or in any degree even partaking of the faculty of thought is conversant about causes and first principles which are either more accurate or more simple as the case may be all of these however being descriptive of one particular subject and a particular genus are engaged about this but not concerning being or entity simply considered nor so far forth as it is entity nor do they make any account of the substance of a thing but from this one particular subject partly from sense making this manifest and partly assuming an hypothesis as to substance or quiddity they accordingly demonstrate the things that are essentially inherent in the genus about which they subsist either more necessarily or more feebly wherefore it is evident that there is not a demonstration of substance nor of quote, the what close quote, a thing is that is of quiddity by means of an induction of such a kind but there is some other mode of manifestation in like manner also these sciences say nothing as to whether the genus about which they are engaged is or is not on account of its belonging to the same faculty of thought or understanding and of its making manifest the nature of a thing and whether it is this particular thing but since also physical science happens to be conversant about a certain genus of entity for about such a sort of substance is it conversant in which is contained in itself the first principle of motion and of rest it is evident that it is neither practical nor productive that is effective for the first principle of things that are productive resides in the producer or efficient cause whether that principle be mind or art or a certain capacity but the first principle of things that are practical is free will in the agent for the same thing is an object of action and of free will wherefore if every dianoetic faculty be either practical or productive or speculative the physical dianoetic energy would be some speculative science but speculative about such an entity as it is possible should have motion imparted to it and about such a substance as existing according to reason for the most part has not a separable subsistence merely it is requisite however as regards the essence or formal cause and the definition how things are so that this should not escape our notice as without this knowledge at least the present investigation would be the accomplishing of nothing but of things that are defined and to which the inquiry what they are belongs some subsist in such a manner as the flat nose 
and some as the hollow and these differ since flat nose is conceived along with matter for in truth a flat nose is a hollow nose but hollowness or concavity is without sensible matter if therefore all physical or natural things are predicated in the same way as flat nose as for instance nose eye face flesh bone in short animal leaf root bark in short plant for the definition of none of these subsists without motion but such invariably involves matter it is plain how it is necessary in physical inquiries to investigate the nature of a thing and to define it and why also it is the part of the natural philosopher to institute an inquiry concerning a certain soul namely such a soul as is not unconnected with matter that therefore the physical dianoetic energy is speculative is evident from these statements but also the mathematical dianoetic energy is speculative also whether it is conversant however about entities that are immovable and capable of a separate subsistence is a point that at present is obscure but that certain mathematical systems investigate certain entities so far as they are immovable and so far as they have a separable subsistence is clear now if there is something that is eternal and immovable and that involves a separate subsistence it is evident that it is the province of the speculative that is of the ontological science to investigate such it is not certainly the province of physical science at any rate for physical science is conversant about certain movable natures nor of the mathematical but of a science prior to both of these that is the science of metaphysics for physical science i admit is conversant about things that are inseparable to be sure but not immovable and of mathematical science some are conversant about entities that are immovable it is true yet perhaps not separable but subsisting as in matter but metaphysics or the first philosophy is conversant about entities which both have a separate subsistence and are immovable and it is necessary that causes should be eternal all without exception but particularly these for these are the causes of the things that are manifest or phenomenal amongst those that are divine wherefore according to this view of things there would be three speculative philosophies namely the mathematical the physical the theological for it is not obscure that if what is divine exists anywhere it resides in such a nature as this and it is requisite that that should be the most honourable science which is conversant about a genus of things which is most entitled to our respect the speculative sciences accordingly are more eligible than the rest of the sciences and of such as are speculative this science of metaphysics now under investigation is more eligible than all the others for one would feel a doubt as to whether at all the first philosophy or ontology is universal or conversant about a certain genus and one nature for neither is there the same method of conducting our inquiries in the mathematical sciences but geometry in fact and astronomy are conversant about a certain peculiar nature 
yet in reply to this i would say that pure mathematics universally is common to all the branches of that science and thus that the first philosophy universally is common to all the sciences if then there is not some different substance besides those that consist by nature the physical would be the first science but if there is a certain immovable substance this will be prior and the subject of the first philosophy and in this way will subsist universally because it is the first of the sciences and it would be the province of this science of metaphysics or ontology to institute an inquiry respecting entity so far forth as it is entity and respecting quiddity or the nature of a thing and respecting those things that universally are inherent in it so far forth as it is entity chapter two since however entity simply so called is denominated in many ways of which one was that which subsists according to accident and another that which is as a thing that is true and the non-being of which is as a thing that is false and besides these since these are figures of predication as for example quiddity and quality and quantity and the place where and the time when and whatever else there is that is significant in this way further besides all these is there that which subsists in potentiality and that which subsists in energy since however i say entity is denominated in many ways in the first instance as far as regards that subsisting according to accident must we declare that respecting this there exists no speculation and a proof of this statement is the following for in no science is there any attention paid to this neither in practical nor productive nor speculative science for neither does one who builds a house make at the same time as many things as are accidental to the house when it is built for these are infinite there is no hindrance for example but that the house when it has been constructed should prove to some persons agreeable but to others injurious and to others serviceable and as i may say different from all entities of none of which the building art is productive and in the same manner neither does the geometrician speculate into things which in this way are accidental to figures nor whether there is any difference between a wooden triangle and a triangle having angles equal to two right angles and this coincidence takes place rationally for the accidental subsists as it were in name merely wherefore after a certain mode plato judiciously arranged nonentity about the art of the sophist for the arguments of the sophists are employed about the accident as i may say most especially of all things for they ask for instance whether a musician and a grammarian are a different person or the same and whether the musical choruscus and choruscus are the same and whether everything which may exist yet not always has been generated wherefore whether in case a man is musical he has been made grammatical and whether in case he is grammatical he has been made musical and as many other arguments no doubt as there are of this kind for accident appears to be a something that hovers on the confines of nonentity now this is evident also from such arguments as the foregoing 
for of those things that subsist in a different way from accidents there is generation and corruption but this is not the case with those things that subsist according to accident nevertheless however must we further discuss concerning accident as far as is possible what is its nature and on account of what cause it exists for at the same time perhaps will it be evident on account of what reason also there is not a science of it since therefore there are in entities some things that are always disposed in a similar manner and from necessity a necessity that is not denominated according to what is violent but that which we have spoken of in the case of its not being admissible for a thing to be otherwise than it is and since other things though these are not of necessity to be sure nor always yet are in existence for the most part this is the first principle and this the cause of the subsistence of accident for whatever may be neither always nor for the most part this we pronounce to be an accident as for instance in the dog days that is when the sun is in canis if there should prevail storm and cold we say that this is accidental we should not however speak in this manner should stifling heat and warmth be generated because the latter invariably or at least for the most part is prevalent at such a season of the year whereas the former is not and that a man is white is an accident for neither is he always so nor for the most part but that man is an animal is not according to accident and for a builder to have been instrumental in producing good health is an accident because a builder is not fitted by nature to accomplish this but a physician is but it would be an accident for the builder his being a physician and a cook aiming at furnishing pleasure would probably make something calculated to promote health but not in accordance with or by virtue of the art of cooking wherefore we say that this would be accidental and that in a certain respect the cook makes something that is salubrious but simply considered that he does not so for of some things are there other potentialities that sometimes are productive but of others there is no definite art or potentiality for of those things that are or are generated according to accident the cause also is according to accident wherefore since all things are not from necessity and always either are entities or are in generation but since most things have a subsistence for the most part it is necessary that there be in existence something which subsists according to accident and that it should be such as is a white musician who exists neither always nor for the most part since sometimes however such is produced there will be a subsistence according to accident and if not all things will subsist from necessity wherefore matter will be the contingent cause of what is accidental differently from that which has a subsistence for the most part we must however assume this as a beginning of the inquiry whether there is nothing which subsists neither always nor for the most part or whether this is impossible accordingly in addition to these things is there something which in one way or other has a casual subsistence and a subsistence according to accident shall we however admit that that which has a subsistence for the most part and that which has a perpetual subsistence is not inherent in the nature of anything 
or are there certain entities that are eternal concerning these points indeed we will afterwards examine that however there is not a science of the accidental is manifest for certainly every science is a science either of that which subsists always or of that which subsists as for the most part for otherwise how should one learn anything or instruct another for it is necessary that the object of the science be defined either by that subsisting always or that having a subsistence for the most part as that meat is useful for the most part for one that is sick of fever what however is beyond this it will not be allowable to affirm namely as to the time when it may not be useful as for instance during new moon for either always or for the most part is the mead serviceable during new moon also and what is different from these is accidental what in truth therefore the accidental is and from what cause it arises and that there is no science of it in existence has been declared chapter three now that there are first principles and causes that are generable and corruptible without anything rising into existence and falling into decay is evident for if this were not the case all things would subsist from necessity if of that which is being produced and corrupted there must needs be a certain cause which does not subsist according to accident for whether will this particular thing take place or not if at least this be produced it will but if not by no means will it take place but this latter will take place if something else is accomplished and so it is manifest that when time is subtracted from finite duration you will invariably come to the present moment wherefore this person will die either by disease or violence if he at least go forth out of the city and this will take place if he should be thirsty and this will happen if something else happens and so will he come to that which now is or to something of those things that have been as for instance if he may have felt thirst and this will happen if he eats things that are pungent to the taste and this assuredly is the case or is not wherefore he shall necessarily either die or shall not die in like manner also if any one pass over in his inquiry to the things that have been done the reasoning is the same for already does this subsist in something but i speak of that which has been done accordingly all things that are likely to be in future will subsist from necessity as for instance the death of one that is living for already has something been accomplished which shows a tendency towards dissolution i mean the existence of things that are contrary in the same body but if the death of this person is to be brought about by disease or violence not as yet has this taken place but should this particular thing be effected it is evident then that this reduction advances towards a certain principle and this principle no longer extends to anything else therefore will this be the principle of what is casual and there will be nothing as a cause of its generation but into what sort of first principle and what sort of cause such a reduction may be made whether as into matter or as into the final cause or as into the power that imparts motion that is the efficient cause 
is particularly worthy of consideration chapter four therefore indeed respecting the entity which subsists according to accident let the discussion be dismissed for the subject has been determined with sufficient accuracy now that which subsists as true is entity and that which subsists as false is non-entity since they are employed about composition and division and entirety about a portion of contradiction for that which is true involves an affirmation in the case of composition and a negation in the case of division but that which is false involves the contradiction of this division but how it is possible to understand what subsists at the same time or has a separate subsistence this is another question now i mean that things which subsist together and that which subsists apart are disposed in such a way as not to subsist in a consequent order but so as to become one certain thing for not in things themselves are the false and the true as that which is good is true but that which is bad is false but in the understanding and the truth and falsehood concerning things that are simple and concerning essence are not in the understanding either as many points then as it is requisite to examine into as regards entity subsisting in this way and regarding non-entity must be investigated on a subsequent occasion since however composition and division are in the intellect but not in the things themselves and that which is an entity after this manner is different from those things that are properly termed entities for either the nature of a thing or its being of a certain quality or quantity or something else of the kind doth the intellect conjoin or separate that which as an entity subsists as an accident and that which is as it were what is true the consideration of these must be omitted for the cause of the one is indefinite but of the other a certain affection of the understanding and both are conversant about the remaining genus of entity and do not render manifest any nature that is of an higher order than entity wherefore let these points be omitted to be sure but we must examine the causes and the first principles of entity itself so far forth as it is entity and it is evident in what we have laid down concerning the multifarious predication of everything that entity is denominated in many ways end of chapter four and end of book five recording in memory of mitchell edwards